Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Chelsea, and I want you to create a happy family. I use my background in Western and Eastern medicine, birth, and ancient yogic practices to help the modern mother learn how to live a healthier life and create conscious children. This is your guide to fertility, conception, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and the early childhood years. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? Welcome back to Mystical Motherhood's episode number 23. Katerina is live with us today, and she is in a moment of full surrender. She has found out that um, her issues around becoming pregnant are related to some tests with her partner. And we all on the process of awakening or, you know, kind of when we come up against something huge in our life, it's like we have to get on our knees and begin to pray and not feel so alone. So we go into that feelings of um, all the time she ever felt alone in her life and heal all those wounds. I really hope that you can relate to her process. If you have any questions, please reach out to me at mysticalmotherhood.com. Leave a rating and subscribe. I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much. Um, so basically, last time we left off, we um, so we went to see a specialist because like Josh's like test came back and they were like a little abnormal. So my OBGYN said just to get a better second opinion. And as soon as we went in, as soon as we went in, before really even getting down into our history and like our, you know, you have to fill out all this paperwork about yourself. Um, they basically, the doctor was like, well, you're a perfect candidate for IVF. <laughs> and I was like, and, and literally I was shocked. I was like, really? I was like, I don't, I'm not, I don't 100% feel that, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like, I just, I just don't. And um, the reason why I, I feel that way is because his brother was um, basically told he would never have kids nor his wife because they were so infertile. They work in, um, uh, in the hospital around medicine. They're in camp, they're in labs as well. So there's a lot of, you know, whatever. And they, like, he literally said he will never have kids. And then they had my nephew, which is six months old already. And then, what was their process and how did, how did you learn from them? Through my brother-in-law. Yeah, like what did, when you were watching them do it, was it painful? Like what, what did you get it, out of their experience it, that you can learn? So it wasn't painful because they've really kept it very quiet. I think there was a lot of pain that she went through, but she never really um, talked to us about it because she didn't know us that well yet coming into the family. Um, but as soon as they were pregnant, I will say out of all the odds that went against them. And like, when you find out you're pregnant, I, at first, like you would be so anxious and nervous and like, so scared. She was literally like radiating, radiating light. Yeah. She was like, so calm and so ready to intake all this 
newness and messages and transformation she was going through. Mm-hmm. And even to the day of the birth, because the birth was complicated. Um, they was, you know, uh, emergency kind of like they induced her quickly. Um, even to that day, she still was like calm and like, so like, she was just like still radiating light the entire time. So like the whole pregnancy was kind of like a little, you know, a little iffy, but she, you know, what I've learned from her, she was just stayed as humble as she could. And like, literally just, you know, you made sure to like enjoy and like really like love this, you know, baby that was like coming on away. And I love the word, like, I love that you use the word humble because I mean, whatever, like some, I mean, I, more and more women, or, I mean, this is men too, are going to have this, I believe this issue with how am I going to get pregnant? How is this going to come through? What's going to happen? And I mean, I think it's going to be more and more and more and more and more or because of, we don't know all these reasons, right? right? But it's humbling. And and so like I could say my own awakening was humbling because you think you're so strong and you think that you can take anything in the world on and, and what like any awakening process does to you that the surrender, which it, what, what, you know, it, the fertility process gets people to is a moment of surrender and it's the, and I like it. And it's interesting that, I mean, I, I never thought I would be working kind of with people this period of their life, but it's almost the same as the, like a full awakening because that's what it took. It took me six years to get to that wow. it's like a moment of surrender where you're just like, Oh, I'm not in control. Right. And then, and then it's like, then it all rushes in, which is so- Oh, it's the same process, right? It's, it's the same process. So obviously after the, the appointment was Thursday and then Friday, obviously I'm at work at lunchtime and I called my husband, I like ran out to get something. And like, I've never cried like so hard about this situation than I did that Friday. And after that, I was like, I truly just cannot... I have to just let it, I have to just let loose of everything. Like, this is not, I was like, I can't do this, you know? Like what it did, like when I read you before I got on the phone with you, it was like, it just, I mean, it brought you to your knees and it, and it created this experience of silence almost, which I don't, I mean, silence is another word for like, it's stopping you kind of yeah. tracks. And you don't know really what to do. There's almost too many decisions. And it's like, you don't need to make one right now. Yeah. And, and, and so, cause you're like, well, should I move this way? And should I move this way? And before, remember, it's so interesting. Cause like, like almost just a couple of weeks ago, you were doing too many things and yeah. it stopped you. It's like this moment. It's like you went, that's what they're showing me. It's right. like you went from, I mean, how many directions were you running with the chariot? Like all these different. Yeah. Right. So many. And then something it just came and it just completely stopped paused you. And it's like, right. you're in a moment. And what they're saying to you is Shh, like, they're giving me the, like the silence, like the, like, don't do anything right now. Like go internal. You know, I just, I will not mention her. I never mentioned client's name, but I had a client where I worked with her and she hadn't had her period, I think in a year or two. And she was on fertility treatments and she was going crazy. She was seven, six or seven months in. I can't remember. Oh God. And 
I said, you need to get off the fertility treatments. And she goes, what? what? And I'm like, I, mean, I know that's not what the doctors are telling you. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to get off the fertility treatments, give it three months exactly. And then you can do something like create a plan. And I'm like, that'll give you a break or something will happen. Right. And she got up, she goes, Are you, I can do that. And I was like, you can do that. And she was just like, couldn't imagine there was another option, right? right. Got off the fertility treatments and she got, she got her period. And I was like, wow. And then she got pregnant at the third month. I mean, it was amazing. She's like, it was almost like, and I said, I, I was like, what? I mean, that moment I was like, why are you serious? You know, but it was to the T. And, and it's like, I, you know, it's just, I couldn't believe it. I'm just always shocked. So it ha- it, it's everyone's story is different, but she is admitted so many times. She had to go through that process of healing all the parts of her and other clients I've had, like had to go through like where they lost children or so many of them are in the same, very similar. They're all very similar, but they had to go through this thing to be, they wouldn't have been a good mother or a good woman, if just a reminder, if they would have had the baby when they wanted it. No, I 100% agree with you. And I said that to, you know, my husband and I was like, cause you know, I was like, even if, if like, if we tried like, and we got pregnant like last year, last summer, I was like, it would have been, I was like, I don't know if I would have been ready. It would have been a mess, you know, cause that, from the moment we started and then when we started talking, like it was, it, there's so much progress to now, you mm-hmm. know? And the other thing is too, I finally told my mom about it, just like what the meeting was about. And I told my mother-in-law and as soon as I just told both of them, I just felt a lot like, I was like, I'm done. I'm complete. You know, everybody knows at this point. So it was like, I don't have to like worry and like stress. Well, it takes the shame off. It takes like, it's like you have to become truthful because people need people. There's no way that they can shame you. You know, if you're, if you're completely honest with them yeah. and uh-huh. what was their response to that? Both like very, um, very positive and both said, don't do it. Both, you know, both were like, don't do it. Give it more time. I don't think you don't need to do this. She's like, it will happen. She's like, you just both need to relax and, you know, don't go through this. And then what did it feel like when you, they weren't head on you, like at you for trying to get, because I mean, a lot of people, when they, they want a baby, they, cause they want the baby. But like, what is, what did that feel like when they were on your side? It actually felt like, like compassion and just support. Like, you know, it just felt like a lot of just weight was lifted off my like shoulders and just, it felt like a lot of support and uplift. Like I felt very just like relieved and light. And like, at that point I was like, I can finally breathe again, you know? Mm-hmm. But and what about your partner? What is he feeling? So he feels he's not on board with, IVF. He's like, I just don't think it's natural to make a baby in a Petri dish. You know, he's like, I just, I don't like the process. He's like, I think we need more time to, you know, just really connect and like try to get the, you know, just try to do this on our own. 
He's like, I don't think we need this either. Of course, they're going to say we need IVF because that's their number one ticket. And it's funny because after your after your office visit, you get um you get they set you up for a finance call, you know, and the finance call was they didn't call me right away because they were running behind. So it never happened. And like, she kept calling back and she kept calling back. And then I was at work, I was busy, so I couldn't answer it. So for a good like day and a half, like they, you know, they messed up. And, and I was like, well, that should be another sign of like, <laughs> just like. Have you ever thought about going to a, like a, um, what a, an, an alternative doctor or a in, in, in te- integrative medicine practitioner? No, but we have them here. I did look. Okay. I I don't think if, as long as you can read their ratings, I don't think that's a bad idea. I don't think it's a bad idea for him to start acupuncture. Yeah. Yes. And, and I, I, he knows, like the thing is, is most women, they'll do all the work and then it's not until, I mean, the guy thinks there's nothing for him to do, but, and it's hard because there's not as much research on men. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe I don't read it. I don't know. But it's no, but the doctor even said that. He's like, we don't know men. We don't know men at all. Yeah, that's what I feel. I mean, I mean, maybe I've missed it, but I have never. No. Seen- he literally says, he's like, we don't know men. And it really does. He says, he's like, he's like, it doesn't really matter. He's like, I just need your sperm at this point. And I was like, so it's just like. Well, the thing about an integrative uh, practitioner or Chinese medicine doctor is that we don't understand their power because we're so t- we typically don't want to use them, right? But yeah. there's certain herbs. I, I mean, I wish there was a great podcast I listened to and I meant to write the herb down that, that it increases the sperm count, you know, and we don't, we forget that those things are so important, you know, and, and so I'll try to, I don't even remember where I saw it, but he was an integrated practitioner in California. And, and those are the kind of, those are the kind of things that they can help you with that. Cause they were, they'd work with men or, or they could do the research on it or find it, which a normal doctor would never take the time to do that. No, exactly. And, and it, that's important. Yeah. And I actually, um, so I did look, um, we have this store here, um, Pen herbs, which basically is, you know, all herbal and like they'll make tinctures or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I went to them and kind of just asked. So they're making a little tincture and like, and um, a couple of other just like fertile, like vitamins at least, just to start it. Cause he has like, he doesn't, he has no vitamins besides yeah. like the food he's taking. That's it. Yeah, he needs vitamins, and I'll I'll do some research too because I really want to know. I just, I mean, some of it's in my book. Um, that's the ancient yogi stuff, but I there's got to be some modern herbs too. I mean, not modern, but um, so, but that's basically. I want they're showing me so like right now. It's this is just created it feels like energetically around you space. Yeah. And and it's like the space of this protective bubble. You're not even with your partner in the bubble. So we should add him if you want him in it. But it's like when, you know, it also is kind of doing to you is there's, you know, cause it's showing me it's like connected to when you were a child and you were alone. Yeah. 
and you were, it, it felt like there was a part of you that felt so alone in the world. I, Cause you didn't have any brothers or sisters, right? Mm-mm, no. And so it's almost, there's part of that is like, am I, do I have to do this alone? Yeah. And, and it, and it kind of triggers that it's not, it's not even, you know, triggering the mom thing or anything from your past, but it's triggering that, that kind of feeling alone in the world. Does that feel accurate? A little bit. It's like not big. It's just. I know know where you're talking because I, I, this whole process, I kept just to myself and private, like, and I was freaking out because I'm like, there's so much information. There's so much going on. There's so much I'm doing and so much like testing and blood work and all this shit. And then I'm like, I'm like, just like a, like staying afloat, like trying to get this all done. Like it's overwhelming because it's just me and I have no one, like I'm not sharing this information with anybody. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not having like a support group or, you know, and basically that's like, you know, when you said that and I finally told my mom and my mother-in-law that like feeling that I felt like swimming in an island by myself automatically like switched up you know? Yes. When were all the times, close your eyes. Okay. Just say your name to me three times. Katerina Bendakow, Katerina Bendakow, Katerina Bendakow. So I want you to go to all the times in your life that you felt alone. And this is so important because when, even when you're going through this kind of a process or, I mean, the process of awakening in any way to anything bigger than yourself, it's a really isolating kind of process. Yeah. It is so lonely. And, and it's like, you have to feel, I want you to under, this is me speaking and kind of them too, but I, you need to understand that you have to, it's like, you don't have to feel alone, but we choose to feel alone. We choose to feel alone. We choose to feel alone until we realize we're never alone because this higher source spirit, God's always with us in everything. And there'll come a moment in time, possibly for you and hopefully for everyone, where we all feel so isolated and alone. And then we realize we've never been alone. And when I was going, and, and it's like, I want, we're going to go through your history and all the times you felt that aloneness mm-hmm. in childhood mm-hmm. and then realized like, well, maybe something else was with you. And mm-hmm. so now, I mean, I, when I was going through my process, I felt so alone. I felt like no one understood what I was going through. Mm-hmm. So I'm just mirroring back to you that you're, that this is a similar process, right? Mm-hmm. I felt like no one could understand what I was going through. It was uncomprehensible because it was my personal thing, which is true. And, and until you learn that it's like you have to feel so alone and so isolated in yourself, and then you get to your knees and you reach out for something and it comes in. And it's not people. Right. It's God. Right. And then all of a sudden, God's everywhere. And you're like, I've never been alone. And that's like the awakening that the Buddha talks about or whatever. I don't know what it feels like that, but it can't be any bigger than that. But that's a possibility for you. And so right. it's like you need to feel that aloneness and go all the way into it until you recognize, like, I'm going to break now. And I feel like the moment of breaking is happening. Oh, my God. It, it started to because, like, literally the amount of just anger and, like, I guess like the words and like expressions and like the amount of just like 
the tears that came out Friday after that appointment. Like I was just like, and I, and as I'm going through the motions, like, I guess like my kind of out of body experience, I'm like looking, like, I'm just like, what it like, just calm down. Like, what are you doing? Just let go of it all. You know, Mm -hmm. like there's one part that I'm reacting like physically like I'm just going through the motions and there's another part of me that's just like, like looking at it and very yeah. clean. And then I love that you say it like that because I mean, yesterday I had a, a relative that was like, uh, I mean, a very, a very close relative. And she was, she, and one day she's completely normal. And the day before she's absolutely out of control, absolutely out of control. And I'm just watching her screaming and shouting and I'm like kind of reacting to it because it's like this was insane but it's like you're not even your it's like she's like it's like not even a person it's not it's like what is this it's like an entity you know and it's amazing the more and more you can witness that all of these entities within you and and it's like what am I am I am I just reacting the way I thought I was supposed to react like maybe when a child like when my children fall and they hit them their heads I always say are you just hurting because you think you're supposed to be hurting right now I always say that and I'm like is it in your mind that you're believing that because you fell you're supposed to hurt and they're like they look at me like oh and they actually understand what I'm saying. I mean, I say it in a, child, a way a child would understand, but I'm, I have to remind them that they don't have to pretend to be hurt every time something happens because it's pretending. No, that, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> the ego wants you to... The ego wants you to react in all those situations of, you know, I should be crying right now because that's what everybody else does, or I should be uh, screaming right now. And you should, and but it's like it becomes less and less. Yeah. It becomes like maybe the first day you would be super neurotic for maybe, let's say, 24 hours. Yeah. And then call on the phone to every friend for like a whole week. Oh, my gosh, you wouldn't believe what happened. And you repeat the same story over and over on the phone. And then it just comes down to maybe you tell like one person. I mean, this is after years of getting it out of you, but it's true, right? And then it's like, oh, I don't really have anything to bitch about anymore. I'm just going to move on and I'm going to scream for a second and it's kind of over and it's natural to have emotions, but they, they become less and less once you start to wake up. Yes. So literally that's, I was just like, so after that, honestly, it's been, it's, you know, obviously it's only been a couple of days, but it's just been just a lot better, like a lot calmer. It's very calm. Yeah, you're really calm right now. It's like, but what they like, either you've done it or they've done it, but it, the energy around you is like, it's like slow motion vibration they're showing me. So like, imagine like you're in this little bubble, but you're also in the little part of you we need to really work on. is like, I'm seeing you as like a little girl, which is, it's like that moment in time where a little girl would pause in time and be like, well, what, what do I do now? It's right. So we need to go back and see all the times the little girl was feeling this so that you can catch your little girl inside of you can catch up to the woman you now are. So does it, um, would it have anything to do? Cause I started the, uh, Jupiter. Um, oh, it totally could. Cause I'm seeing you as a little girl right now. What age are you at in the Jupiter chakra meditation? So explain what the Jupiter yeah, chakra meditation uh, is and what it's doing for you. And so other people understand. So from my understanding, the Jupiter chakra meditation, um, is basically trying to break my 
childhood behavior in ways of just like the constant. Um, and I, I, I think I do this a lot still because I never really, I, you know, even with this process, I broke down into like childish, like kind of like, I want this now, like my own habits of how I acted. Um, but so it's apparently breaking that, that, you know, childish actions and, you know, rewiring your, like, is it your kind of DNA and your habits? Yeah. It's a meditation you can find in Mystical Motherhood, the book, and an on, and online. And it's an amazing meditation. And I've done it for, I've done it for like a year. And a lot of women I know, I do it 33 minutes a day and it totally changed my behavior. So you just no longer, I mean, for me, it, it, if you, if you have a hard childhood in any manner, shape, or form, even if you didn't and you think you did, which a lot of women, people think they did, um, it takes away that trauma. And so what the trauma does is you're stuck in time. And not only is the perpetrator still in your subconscious, but you are still in your, like way back in that trauma. And so you, you, you link on to people, places, or ideas, like attachments to like a childhood attachments continues throughout your life. And I saw that when I did it, all of these created attachments I made with people specifically just went away. Went away. Yeah. So it's like the neediness or like the, what, you know, the, the shit you worked out with, you know, growing up, going through, like is, you know, it's still following you here, but you're breaking a pattern to not pass it on to the next. It's just the same issue played out. I mean, it's like life, unless you work on it, it's the same crap over and over and over with different people and places and items. Yeah. It's like, wow, how many lifetimes do you want to do that? And now, and then when you realize how much time you're wasting, then it's like, why didn't I do this 25 lifetimes ago? I just feel that in my soul, you know, but so what I want to go back to with this specific meditation. So I started as an infant with it and then um, I moved up and I'm now in college. And so this is, is taking me like nine months to get to college or almost a year. So I, you look at a picture at the end. Are you looking at a picture of yourself at the end? Yeah. And it's about like six, seven. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing you. It's like, you're not, you, you I chose mean, a picture older. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, a child, I'm like a toddler. Like around that age range. Okay. So, and it's interesting because all, all of the emotions of that ch- part of your life will come up to be healed when you're doing this meditation. And another thing you have to realize is all of these children, like if, even if you don't do this meditation, if you're listening, all of these parts of you need to, like the little girls in all of those places, they still need to be healed. So like if you were sexually abused or you were physically abused, Mm. the subconscious needs to have like that perpetrator or anyone who hurts you needs to go to parenting school. That person needs to go to, you know, really needs to go and have some sort of consequences so that your subconscious can know that you're safe again. You know, like it's so important because, and to almost gather your soul back. Yeah. Because of all the places we've left parts of ourselves. That makes sense. Okay. So close your eyes and then create the glass jar in front of you. Okay. 
And I want you to go to all of the different places where you were alone. And particularly, they're starting with playing alone. Mm-hmm. And I want you to think of the types of games you played. And usually it has to do with what you're going to do in the future. I mean, at least, the, I mean, all the movies and the games and stuff is connected to really who you are. So what are, give me all the times you felt like alone. So I, was, lot. I, I was, I was alone, alone a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, I guess my parents were always busy, but I was always entertaining myself. I wasn't, you know, I didn't have that like, nurturing like buying toys for I also grew up you know we didn't have a lot of money but um I definitely found ways to entertain myself so literally clearly I was either outside on a jungle gym or playing inside with maybe one like doll I'd had or my games and toys were very limited too but the I can always remember watching tv and it was um I don't know if you remember DuckTales Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my favorite show, <laughs> basically, that we could watch in American, you know, there. Um, but it was a lot of outside and a lot of me watching, like, out the window from the kitchen window outside. Especially, like, just, like, like you know, thinking, like, always, like, like looking at other kids playing or, like, seeing what was going on um and a lot of the toys I think like I said we made up like especially when we were at my grandma's house like we always came up with a creative idea to you know make a swimming pool or you know play with like sticks and we you know kind of had a different imagination of it but um there's definitely me and a lot of my own imagination which can be good or can be bad as you get older. Yeah, exactly. So any times you felt like you couldn't reach out to something bigger. And, it, and it, I mean, it's like what kids don't understand is they're constantly surrounded by angels or by other figures. They always are. And I mean, it's just the other day, my, little, my friend's daughter was playing with our phone and she clicked two photos and I opened up the photo and it was a little spirit. But that was in front of her orb system, right. or I don't know whose, it doesn't matter, but it was as clear as day, fingers were there holding this orb. But it's like, that's what's around us all the time. And we don't realize we're never alone. And I don't, I think something with me is like, when, you know, if I get down or upset, right, I get in, I go down that road of being upset why I'm upset play victimhood right and then right and then something snaps and I always turn it around and go into like really positive mode like you know I don't I snap out of that like the consciousness of just going down this fucking hill of you know negativity or whatever it might be and was that a new skill or is that an old skill it's, it's always been an old skill and I've developed it more now where I can switch it within like quicker. That feels because it's like you were not from this country originally. And it kind of feels, I mean, to me, when I hear that, it feels like you, ha- it's like 
you got, I don't think that your mom had that, had that as much as you, but it's like, you got that by moving here. My mom did not have that. Yeah. It's like, you had to have that for the family because it's like, no one else had that. No one has it. And even now, like, you know, it's just so funny because like, obviously now I can, like, you know, like Friday when I was really upset, like I let it happen. It was like, what, maybe only like a good half hour, 45 minutes. Right. Yeah. And after that, I was just like, okay, done. Well, it, plus you have the ability and the power to switch to the positive mind where most people right. are stuck in the negative mind and it takes power and energy to switch to the positive mind. And the positive mind is the create mind of creation. Right. So it creates like, you know, my glass is full. I'm going to do this, this, this now, and this is what's going to happen. Yeah. <coughs> but, and like, I'm, but I feel like even like now looking back at it, thinking about it, I was, um, I never felt like, like, like a victimhood, like everything's going against me. Like, I don't have what everybody else has, you know, because like, I, I don't, you know, I mean, of course you get, I was sad sometimes, but like just the, um, the motion of, you know, changing that and making it into a positive, that's always been there. Is there anything you're saying you always had everything, but this little girl that, you know, still lives in you and she's alone in time and space, you know, even when she, I feel like it's interesting. You said on the playground, I saw kids, but I even saw you on the playground, but you kind of would like play with them and engage with them, but then you would go play alone. Mm -hmm. Um, And is there anything that you could give to this little girl back in time and space that would make her feel like, not so isolated in life and that she has to do everything on her by herself. So there's a part of me that like likes the isolation and a part of me that obviously, you know, likes the interaction as well. And I think now as you know, as I was doing the meditation thing when I blessed my you know myself my little you know girl inside of me mm-hmm. what I pictured it as is um a huge like warm like hug by angel's wings of protection and warmth and that like I'm never alone you know you're always protected and I'm always being guided and I have you know you know I have who I need around me exactly when I need it. Um, Can you go and give all those? So that's exactly what I wanted you to do. I'm glad you're talking about this. I want you to go into this, all those memories you just talked about and anyone who's listening who has any memories like this. So this is like shamanistic work. This is no different. You need to go to those memories in time. And it's like, you can reprogram your subconscious. And I want you to go into those moments and, and put the angel around all of those children mm-hmm. to do it now. And it's like, create the, it's like create this rainbow field in your, so that you're so connected to God or the goddess or whatever you want to call it in all those moments that it doesn't matter if you're alone and actually being alone is being with everything. Right. So go ahead and do that and let me know when you're done. Okay. 
Okay. <clears throat> And then in the orb that you're living in now, mm-hmm. it's like all these little girls. So you're standing in this orb, but it's like you need to walk in as an adult inside of this. This is the current orb I'm seeing in your energy field. You need to walk inside as an adult, as the grown up. And it's like you need to gather all these little children who are you. Because mm-hmm. those little, like, it's like what this is kind of doing is triggering that feeling of, I mean, it did, it's, it's changing. I feel it switching, but it's like a part of you was like, am I going to do this alone? How am I going to do this? And like that fear of you is leaving you. But I want you to walk into that orb I'm seeing in your present field as an adult with everything that you've heard and understood. And it's like gathering all those little children that are you. And then it just, it's merging your spirit in time and space of all these timelines. Can you do that? Do you see what I'm seeing? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like, you're going to hold hands and then you're all going to merge together. And then there's a stillness in time and space and almost an awe around this gigantic field. You're holding the circular field, but I want you to feel, I want you to see all these angels coming in and all of these, you know, higher beings and all of these crystalline um, that are just, I mean, these beings, I promise you, they're just as real as you and I. But until you can meet them, like even know, first off, you have to believe in them. You have to know that they're there. You have to trust that they're there. And then you have to reach out to them for help. And this is the year, 2018, to reach out to higher beings for help. And angels can't intervene unless you ask them. Right. So it's like you need to call in these angels. I mean, how many of us, everyone's like, oh yeah, sure. I'll talk to the angels. No, I know none of you take time (laughs) to talk to the angels or to even find out who your angels are or who's around you, you know? And it's like, yeah, 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 I'll pray to the angels tonight. And it's like, we never do. But if you were to call in two angels, close your eyes. What would they, what what would they look like to you? And what, what, I mean, you can say, you have to say it, you know, out loud, angel of fertility. I need your help. I'm or angel of like, if you're having money problems, angel of abundance or angel of abundance, angel of a monetary guy, like come and help me. I need your guidance right now. I am open. I'm on my knees. I cannot do this alone. And if you're going through anything at home, you can, you cannot do this alone. And it's like the ego wants you to do it alone because it wants you to stop and fail. Right. And it wants you to feel like you're weak and, and, and so it has control over you. And, and once you realize that you have so much power and the power comes from everything else, your, your ego, you boom, destroyed. And, you know, and I felt, like I said, I felt like different when I had that like mini meltdown, like, I don't know. You switched out of it faster. Yeah. And it just literally like, I want to say it was like an out of body, like kind of a mirror, like looking back at each other, you know, like my physical self. And then like my, like, I guess my higher spiritual self looking into it looking at the situation. So let me explain a little bit about the higher self as I understand it and what's happened to me. Um, Because I cannot speak for anything, but everybody talks about a higher self and what that is. Mm 
So what you did is you had an experience of what the higher self is. So there is a part of you, like, it's like, imagine like a car body or a split. soul. I mean, there's, there's nine parts of you, they say in different dimensions, according to the Egyptians, not going to go into that. But once you bond all these nine parts of you, you become like incomprehensibly powerful on earth. So the, the higher self, when I bonded with my higher self, that is when I became clairvoyant and clairaudient. And, and, it, and when it happened, I actually had to grab the hand of my, I didn't know what I was doing, but the woman with me said, I said, something's reaching out to me and asking, you know, those pictures on Instagram where the lady reaches out with her hand yeah. and, and traveling. And I was like, something's reaching out to me like this. And she's like, you need to grab that hand because that's your higher self. And then I grabbed the hand and we became one and we've never separated. And it's like once, and I read in a book, like once you find your higher self and you actually bond with your higher self, your higher self will lead you home to God. You don't ever have to do anything ever again. It's all done. And so it's like you, it's like you had a different experience and you recognize that your higher self exists and it looks, and it's like, it looks down on you as a mirror, but you have to realize soon you don't have to be the mirror soon. And then when it's like, you're cleaning the mirror and that, and that, I think I might've spoken to you about this before, but the mirror is amazing. So I had a mirror within a male I worked with okay. and he was my mirror. And so he was an ass kind of. And so he was the other, he was everything I didn't want to be. And I'm sure I remember everything he doesn't want to be, but <laughs> no, long story, but you have, you have to look at yourself at everything you don't want to be in the mirror. And then all of a sudden you're never any of those things anymore. They can't exist within you. Right. But it really all was you the whole time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. A lot. And so once that mirror is clean, once you look at your higher self so many times, so many times, then you bond and then you can, then you clear yourself so much that you go in together and then your higher self takes you home. Yeah. So is there any way that you can start to like, actually like, it's like with the higher self, what they're showing me is like, you have this mist. It's like the mist of Avalon, like the mist are in front of you. Like, Hey, I want to see you again. I want right. to see you again. Yeah. Can you start to like clear that? So you can ask, like, you have to ask for her to come out to you. Okay. Yeah. I want to, <laughs> but part of that is constantly looking in the mirror at your own behavior and understanding that like, that's the ego and that's how you clear it. That's how you clear it. That's how you clear it. Does that make sense? Too much information or a little? It makes a lot of sense. Right. Any questions or anything that's coming up? Not right now. No, because no, this, this all made a lot of sense. Like I said, because it was just like, I, you know, I think, I think when we first started, you could tell like I was a little more neurotic still about my whole situation mm-hmm. and, and literally up till now. And I'm sure, you know, it obviously it keeps changing and whatnot, but right now I really feel like at a different pace with it. So one thing you can do to make your like that part, that like mind part of you feel like it's in control is what I've done with other clients. As I said, okay, give yourself three months of space or how long you can handle. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, give yourself this amount of time. 
like three to six months or when we, and we can, I can look into it and you can look into it too. And then it's like, then I'll do this plan. Then if it doesn't work, I'll go to this. So then it's like, it's like you have a, it's like you, you have a balance between the release and then a future I'm in control plan, which may or may not ever be needed. Right. But it, 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 it says like, it's so like anybody asks you like, oh no, I have a plan. Right. <laughs> you really don't. So it's like you're tricking yourself into a plan, right? And then that's the surrender. It's weird. Okay. Do that right now. Like, so let's go into your heart. Um, and if you're doing this can be done with any type of decision. So like, if you know, you want to like find a house or you want to find a job, it's like, okay, I'll do this for this amount of time. And then by then I'm going to have to, you know, just get any job I want. Right. Okay. So go take some deep breaths inside. So three deep breaths. How long they're giving me a number already, but how long do you think you can physically stand this not being pregnant without just ripping your body off? Um, three is the first number that came to me. They're giving me six that you could actually tolerate six. Surprising. I know you'll break at six. You'll fully break at six. So it's somewhere between, it feels like it's somewhere between three to six months would be the absolute end, right? Yeah. So what you can do is within that, I mean, that's what you could do is you could create a plan. I can do this for another maximum three to six months. And then if I can't do that, then I start to create, you know, I do something else. Does that feel safe? Yeah, it does. And it's actually something um, my husband and I spoke about. And what did he say about it? So we basically said, um, it's like, let's, you know, well, we said three months. You know, we're like, let's give it three months. They're saying no. No. It's like they're, they're like, just, they're just, they're just doing this to me. They're like, they're like a little bit more, just a little, just a little bit more, but not like huge, but they're just saying, don't get, don't break it three. Okay. I mean, it's like, give it a really good number for you right now is like three to four and then six is pregnant. Do you know what I mean? So for sure pregnant, you're right. It's like, just give it there. Cause they're doing this. Like they're showing me like, eh, give like a couple, just a little bit, you know, don't break it that third month, you know, don't break yet. Break it forward, but, you know, give yourself a little space. Right. Other clients are like two, <laughs> you know, or whatever. And that's the number, but. I just don't, it's just like, it's literally such a long process. I feel like. Yeah. But so is so many other things too, like college, yeah. you know, going to school and growing up and it's, it's, so many things just compare it to so many other things that you I mean find at least finding your partner at least you found your partner so many women are like I need to find a partner to have a baby and they haven't even gotten to the baby part yet right 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 and so so everybody's always it's like we're always waiting for something better and that's and then I, I I understand that as like I always thought, well, maybe that means I'm, my sister's like, well, you're in the realm of hungry gross. And I guess I have been, but part of me is like, that's God, mm-hmm. you know, always wanting more and always wanting to grow. I mean, some people don't do that. They don't have that desire, but 
they're not reaching their higher potential or growing up the ladder of the, you know, Maslow's hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Because that little part of you that wants more and a little bit more and a little bit more growth, that's just God calling that you're not done with your destiny. And maybe at some point you go and live in a house in the woods and you're done. But that's God and that's normal. And then when you have a baby, it'll be something else. So just just remind yourself that it's always going to be something else. So even when that four months is up, it's going to be, then the baby's going to come, you know, and then then it's going to be the next one. And it's always going to be, then you'll move to a new house. There's always this this need to grow. And so just be in that. This could be replaced with a home, you know, a partner. Pick Pick your battle. I hope you enjoyed this episode today. If you know anyone who needs any help becoming pregnant or going through the process of awakening, send them over to mysticalmotherhood.com. There's a ton of information there. I work with clients all over the world. You can purchase the Mystical Motherhood book on Amazon. You can continue supporting this podcast by subscribing and also by leaving a comment or a rating. They're so important in order to boost the podcast so other women can find it. If you have any questions, please write into mysticalmotherhood.com. I'm here to answer all of them. I hope that you enjoyed this session today and I hope you have a wonderful week.